Hey everybody, so before we jump into today's podcast, I just wanted to A, thank you guys, give you a little bit of a reminder. If you enjoy this content, however you're watching it, consuming it, please like, follow, subscribe, whatever you gotta do, comment on it. If you can, leave us a review. It really helps us out and it can help grow our platform and reach more people. And if you know someone that can benefit from this, please share it with them. If you have a question, if you wanna reach out to us, let us know. And then lastly, we have all of our amazing programs, courses, and coaching available in the resources below. So check that out. Definitely take advantage of it. We have everything from free options all the way up to paid programs and everything in between to fit pretty much anyone's budget. And it's just a matter of how customized it's going to be based on the price point. So there's really something for everybody. Thank you guys. Let's get on into the episode. Yeah, fighters, what's going on, everybody? It's Mike here with episode 89 of the Life of a Fighter podcast. And today's episode, we're going to be breaking down our fighter's guide to not only brain performance, but it's also function. And there's going to be a lot of different kind of subcategories here that we could, I could honestly make episodes probably about each one of these subcategories, but I tried to just kind of explain a little bit, touch upon them, give some context and filter out what I thought was really the most useful and what's the most relevant to the the majority of our followers, but also just as kind of like a precaution and a hey, this is something to be aware of, notice uh, as well, because a majority of our followers, clients, and, and fighters, athletes, fitness enthusiasts are going to be you know, between the ages of 18 and 55. And I don't know about you guys, but I'm 30 now, and probably in the last three years, I've really been kind of more aware of my brain, um, but it was never a thought up until the last maybe... Even 25, I probably was like, all right, I started getting more just interest because I was, even when I was into psychology originally back in high school or before that, I didn't really think about the brain as something that was related to my performance. It was more of just something that I associated with emotions. And I didn't look at it as an actual medical field with the same approach you would look at, uh, you know, pulmonary or even oncology or anything like that. It, It was just something kind of different in my mind. So, what I thought was interesting about the book that made me kind of start this whole topic in my mind recently that I've been telling, talking about on prior episodes is Memory Rescue by uh, Dr. Daniel Amen. And it's a very interesting book because it's not only talking about potential dementia, Alzheimer, and other neurological disorders at the current stage if you're dealing with that. And originally that's kind of why I came across this book too was because – you know, um, moving down to Asheville, I'm, I'm looking at working with uh, the hospital down here, which is Miss Mission Hospital, in one of their uh, facilities and, and working with the elderly community more. And obviously, I was like, okay, if I'm going to be working with the elderly community even more than I have in the past, because I, I we do have clients, um, I, I, consistently working with clients 65, 75, even 85. Um, so it's not like I haven't worked with that, but it's more looking at just their physical side of it, what we're going to do um, for their body, whether it's just increasing muscle mass so we can prevent uh, long-term injuries and just keep them uh, on their own or just more independent, all those functionality aspects, but never really breaking down the, not just psychology, but also just the neuroscience aspect to it and just overall brain function and health. 
So that I thought was a really interesting topic to dive more into to get myself more familiarized with it so I can have more information. Came across Memory Rescue uh, on Audible and also just from getting some feedback from people I reached out to on social media. This seemed like a popular book. So um, yeah, I was like, all right, I got my credit for the month. I'll use it on this one. And honestly, it's normally I'll go through a book in a couple weeks. Um, this one's taken me like six weeks to go through because I've been taking down more notes than normal and re-listening to certain chapters and going back to things and really breaking it down. Excuse me, because I'm looking at it more as a textbook and less of an entertainment book. Even though it is, you gain a lot of information. It is, to me, entertaining as well to just get that perspective. But I really think there's so much information there that I wanted to break it down. And that's why I thought this fighter's guide would be perfect for that. But I not only break down what's in the book. I don't want you guys to think all the information here and what I'm going through is just from the book. Which a lot of it is covered there. But I'm also taking bits of information uh, from different resources. Whether it's we're looking at you know, Harvard University and their studies. Whether we're looking at the NIH um, and, and the studies that were found there, or we're looking at different website resources that I found some great information on. And first, I thought it was important to introduce what basically the brain is, the role it plays, how important it is, how complex it is, and really stress that part because I think so much in the health world is focused on all right, what's our body fat percentage, what's our fasting blood glucose levels, where's our biomarkers, and all, all those things are great and they are very important um, when we're looking at health. But seldomly, I think, are we looking at the brain cognition, function, and health and looking at biomarkers for that. And what was interesting that I also attached some videos here in our fighter's guide. So if you're listening to just the podcast version on iTunes, um, click on the link below. That should be clickable. If not, you go to Life of a Fighter, go to our blog lifefighter.com forward slash blog and you'll see in the fighter's guide our fighter's guide to brain function and performance so i put up some videos in here and the first video when you scroll down past our introduction breaking down some of the uh kind of detailed parts of where the brain is geography of it some disorders um there's a video with dr daniel amen and he's talking about how if you can't look at it how can you really have a good understanding of it? And when we're looking at it, we're talking about the brain. So seldomly are we taking scans of the brain or up until recently we weren't. Now he's explaining, especially at his clinic and how a majority of professionals or at least uh, neurological professionals are starting to take that into consideration and doing whether it's different CT scans or MRIs or there's a variety of different scans that I list here as well, brain scans and the technology that goes along with it. But... I thought that was a really interesting point that we don't really look and evaluate at our brain as much as we would look at our blood work. I'll get my blood work done all the time, every three months usually, um, but I can't remember the last time I've actually gotten any kind of brain scan. I don't even know if I ever have, to be honest with you. I'm trying to think of, you know, besides, uh, even when I was doing an MRI, it was for my vertebrae, so no, I don't think I've ever had any kind of brain scan. This book made me want to do that, and that's not something we really think about until our 50s and 60s. When you think, okay, that's probably a more accurate time for the body to, or the brain to start to show signs of any kind of issues and things like that. But there's a lot of symptoms that we could be missing earlier, just in our teens, in our 20s and 30s, that will play a huge impact in the 40s, 50s, 60s and so on. But we just don't really know about it or pay attention to it. Excuse me. 
And again, part of that I think is the mindset. When you're young, you think you're going to live forever and you're an invincible. I know I did, and that's what everyone said to me. And I was like, no, no, no. I'm, you know, I am different. Blah blah blah. But you learn real quick when you get your first big injury or anything that happens. Wow. Okay, we got to deal with this. So, what I'm stressing and the whole point of lingering on this is. This is important and it may not be as exciting as some of the other fighter guys I've done when we're talking about performance and nutrition and training and tips and exercise and all that fun stuff, but this one's crucial, okay? So I highly recommend not only reading this, going through it, but take advantage, get the memory rescue either on Amazon, on Kindle, the hard copy. Um, I recommend doing it on Audible. That's what I personally love. And because we um, partnered with Audible, you can use our link that's going to be during the article in the in the podcast click it right below or if you're on the fighter's guide all the way at the bottom if you scroll down you'll see an audible link underneath and it'll say click here and you'll get a two-week no i'm sorry it's a four-week free trial and you can cancel at any point and if you like it you can continue great you can go on with the subscription it's like 15 dollars a month and you get a book every single month and you get discounts and all that fun stuff but first one's on us so it's a free book basically and I recommend if you haven't signed up for Audible's trial, use it, check out Memory Rescue and it'll be a great way to kind of get more information out of it because they do a great job in this book of breaking it down, giving more tips, even nutrition information. So one thing I really liked is their aiming clinic has created an online resource which I also have down below in the fighter's guide and I'll link to in the podcast that you can check early signs and risks as a quiz to see where you're at. So I went through both for early warning signs and for my risk factors. And what I thought was interesting was for an early warning sign, I'm at a mild level, which, okay, that's not too bad, but it's something that I have to be aware of. So um, again, the recommendation is according to how you answered the questions in this quiz, your early warning sign level is mild. If you're not already serious about your brain and memory health, you should be. We highly recommend getting a medical evaluation and following the Bright Mind strategy closely. So what I'm going to break that down as is from a business perspective and then I think from a health perspective because I think it's important to understand what's happening. So from a business perspective, Bright Mind strategy is I think a part of their clinics and I understand why you do that. You're going to obviously recommend in-house because A, when it comes to the business side of it, it makes you more money. But B, I also think from the health side of it, you can control obviously in-house and you have more trust in what you are doing, hence why you are doing it. Hopefully if this, and, and I actually trust this resource in Dr. Amen. Um, so I think it's a great resource to utilize. And if not them, just take the online quiz, it's free. And then you can go to your own doctor, say, hey, I went through this quiz. It just made me a little bit more conscious of, I may want to be aware of my brain health. And can we can we do something about it? And if they kind of blow it off or say, hey, nah, don't even worry about it. You might want to question your doctor and maybe think about going to a new physician, but anyone that's a good physician will be like, okay, that's great. It's good to be concerned with that. Don't get yourself too stressed out, but here's some things that we can do. Here's a test that we could take. I'll send you out to this guy, pop, 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 whatever. Second part of it is the risk factor score. So it's not just warning signs that potentially by based on actions, habits, and things that are going on, but then there's risk factors from a biological standpoint, from a lifestyle standpoint, obviously me fighting or having um, any kind of genetic dementia, Alzheimer's, or any conditions in my family is obviously going to play a factor. So with my risk factor, it's putting me at a high. And uh, you should you should address all the risk factors to keep your brain and memory healthy is the recommendation coming after that. So it was a little, honestly, a little nerve-wracking for some like, oh shit, wow, I really got to be conscious. But then I think, obviously, it's 
good to be aware ahead of time. So I figured I'll just break down my kind of tips that they gave me. And this is something that obviously will, when you take the quiz, this is again a free resource. They'll just email to you. So I highly recommend taking advantage of it. And there's a link again in the fighter's guide. Click on it. You can open it up and see the results and you can go over them with me. So they break it down. Your results is going to be page one, then Bright Mind Strategies, which is their strategic approach. Then they're going to break it down into five different uh, recommendations after that. Nutrition, sleep, supplementation, exercise, and new learning. So when we look at Bright Mind Strategies, the five lifestyle areas, we broke that down. Now we're going to go into nutrition first. So what I think is really cool is they break it down into a couple of acronyms. And they also go based on foods in those acronyms. So we have B-R-I-G-H. So we have our blood flow. We have retirement and aging, inflammation, genetics, and head trauma, okay? So, and in each one of these, they talk about specific foods to increase that given area. So when we're talking about blood flow, arginine, which is an amino acid, is going to be very helpful for blood flow. We have some rich, rich, arginine-rich foods. Excuse me, guys. This is a perfect example of why I need to be taking these uh, new foods in and, and reconsidering my meal plan for this particular reason. Apparently, I can't speak. So when we're looking at increasing blood flow, we're going to have arginine-rich foods such as beets, pork, turkey, chicken, mostly meats, high um, protein contents, usually where it's going to be at, or cut oats. We have watermelon, pistachios, uh, nuts, seeds, kale, spinach, all good stuff, cabbage, radishes. I love rat, so I'll go through what I already love and eat. So turkey, chicken, beef, what, salmon, uh, steel-cut oats. Uh, walnuts, we got kale on there, spinach, cabbage, radishes, like already a bunch of great things I'm already eating. So that's good, A, to reinforce, okay, I know I like a lot of these things. Now we can just crank them up and have them on a more frequent basis, incorporate those into meals. And then we go into retirement aging. So antioxidant-rich foods. So preventative measures, looking at retirement, aging, because what happens is when cells get oxidized, stress, inflammation, they start to break down. That's what we want to avoid. So antioxidant-rich foods are going to help prevent that or lengthen out the or really age and health. So whether it's acai, parsley, cacao powder, raspberries, walnuts, blueberries, artichokes, cranberries, kidney beans, blackberries, pomegranates, chocolate, olive, and hemp oil, all that good stuff. So um, yeah, like I'm already cacao powder all day, raspberries, blueberries, walnuts, artichokes, just had them last night, uh, kidney beans, just had them before, blackberries, uh, gotta get more actually, ran out of my berries, pomegranate, don't really have as much of that as I probably should, I'm gonna definitely up that, chocolate, love chocolate, olive oil, gotta cook with that on a daily basis, hemp oil, I haven't really used too much lately, especially coming back, and while in Thailand, I wasn't, uh, too much on that. But stuff is something to reconsider. So then we go to inflammation, omega-3 rich foods. We go through all of those. Again, I'm not going to break down each individual category. I just want to give you some good examples. Genetics, we have polyphenol-rich foods. Uh, and then we go to head trauma, choline-rich foods. And what's really cool is not only when we go through these categories, they don't just say, okay, inflammation. But then we look at the end of each in particular area and it says why. So obviously I'll have a little bit better understanding, but for those that aren't even really familiar with nutrition, so when we look at arginine, nitrate rich foods. So arginine, not only being an amino acid, also is gonna be nitrate rich, increasing blood flow, and a lower or reduction in our blood pressure, 
increase stamina during exercise, so on and so forth. Then we do the same thing for with our antioxidants. Then we do the same thing for inflammation. And, and I'll keep breaking it down each category so you understand the why behind the what. Ooh, and then I missed out. I missed out on a whole bunch of categories down here, guys. Oh, man, this is even better. So then we have toxins after head trauma. So we have head trauma. We go toxins, foods that nourish your liver. So we're talking about green leafy vegetables, especially that are rich in folate. And then they talk about a little bit more of the benefit, how that process works. Because, again, when we talk about toxins and detox, your body detoxes itself. You don't necessarily need to take in anything special to do a detoxification process. But the whole point of all those things, even supplementation, and I've talked about it in the past, the idea is you're assisting your body's natural process in detoxifying itself by giving it as much of the rich nutrients and tools it uses to go through that process. For example, if your liver has to break down and detoxify your body, you're going to take in green leafy vegetables. They're going to help get broken down into the nutrients that your liver's going to need to consistently deliver that process and obviously at the other point of it we don't want to overwork our body to saying all right well okay it's naturally detoxifying anyway i'm just going to put toxins in every day but then i'll also increase my natural uh green leafy vegetables and it'll balance itself out no you also want to consider changing lifestyle so you're not constantly putting your body in a toxic state or constantly having inflammation come up but when you do have that and you start to feel you have those signs, these are some of the responses that we can have. And then we talk about immunity and infection, vitamin C-rich foods. We know all about that, but breaks it down in even more detail. Neurohormone deficiencies. This one gets really interesting. So um, especially testosterone-boosting foods, they break down. But when we talk about hormone deficiencies, especially neurohormone deficiencies, is I've said this in the past, is anytime we play with hormone levels, they don't act independently of one another. You have to understand that. So if we're affecting estrogen or nitrogen, uh, estrogen or testosterone, then that means other hormones like insulin, for example, or cortisol are going to be affected and there's going to be a ratio and a balance out there. So that comes into play with the neuroscience of the neurohormones because there are also hormones that play a role in how our brain chemistry fires. For example, testosterone. So that's something to just keep in mind. And that's where, again, a doctor comes into play and being able to monitor those levels. But just be aware of that factor. And then diabetes. So this is the idea of diabetes and obesity kind of feeding into one another. Fiber-rich foods. I like that, but I also like the idea, especially if you're in that area, to also just eliminate processed foods in general. So yes, bring up fiber-rich foods, um, but also just try and reduce as much as possible your refined carbohydrates and sugars. Um, so that's a really big one in and of itself. And then finishing up with S and sleep, melatonin-rich foods. We all have heard about that before, and now we break down even a little bit more of some of the rich foods. And where sleep can affect learning and other aspects of brain function. So this is a really good stuff. I thought it was a great resource. Then we go into number two, sleep, giving you strategies on how to sleep, the environment to create for yourself, some of the things that could give you uh, a problem when you're trying to sleep. Then we look at supplements, obviously supplementation. Really big one, guys, the first two off the bat that I think are the most important, multivitamin and omega-3. So whether it's a fish oil source, whether it's krill oil source, you want to do another source that's going to be good for you multivitamin and omega-3 I think are the two most popular combos that have come up time and time again in studies that prove the value of putting them together whether it's in actual brain health and function but also just in how you act feel and respond so an interesting study I always bring up is they had two independent studies 
but I thought they were very interesting. One was in a classroom at a school, one was in a jail. Okay, and those are obviously two different environments, but there's a common goal there where you want to try and create an environment where the individuals are kind of, uh, I don't want to say tranquil to saying you're, you're trying to control the mood too much there, but where they're not acting up, fighting, and being a little bit more aggressive. So multivitamin and omega-3 combo was able to not only increase attention span in the school setting, and also in the jail setting, which may not seem as enticing, but it's still valuable. And the secondary was they were less uh, volatile and a little bit less hostile, a little bit able to relax longer and interact with one another in a better manner. So obviously for a jail setting, that's huge. But also in school, if you can get them to relax and work together and not be fighting, they can be concentrating more and then ultimately taking more information. So I thought that was really interesting. Then they bring up ginkgo, vitamin D, ginger root, um, and then they're very targeted nutraceuticals. So you'll hear uh, pharmacy, pharmaceuticals, nutraceuticals, you'll have regular supplements, and really they're just different sources and different ways to get supplementation. Um, nutraceuticals are going to be associated with a physician and a script as well, or vice versa, supplements just over-the-counter, something that you could pick up from any storage agency. And usually a nutraceutical is going to be a more reliable source held up to better standards that are going to be a little bit more uh, controlled and be able to know exactly what you're getting. So that's definitely something I recommend either talking to your physician about or reaching out to us. We have um, medical professionals that can guide you in that direction as well, or even at the Amen Clinic's Highly recommend checking them out as a resource as well. So that was my breakdown for my um, report that I got from the Memory Rescue Aid. And I thought that was really interesting. I highly recommend you guys check that out. We're talking about that. Now, the other thing I really wanted to focus on um, on this one, this one's going to be a little bit longer, guys, but I really thought there was a lot of information to break down here and I wanted it to be helpful, was especially for our fighters and athletes, CTE. It's when we discussed before there's a tremendous amount of neurological disorders and there's different things going on there's actually let me see if i can pull up the stat here right in front of me so the ninds supports research on more than 600 neurological diseases so that means over 600 possible neurological diseases are what we're aware of right now that doesn't cover what we're not even aware of, which could potentially take that number up more. But 600 diseases that are associated to the brain neurological disorders. That is so, that, that's, to me, that's so crazy. And then we talk about some of the major types. Obviously, we know about um, neurogenetic diseases such as Huntington's disease, muscular dystrophy, uh, cerebral palsy. We have degenerative diseases such as Parkinson's and Alzheimer's. That's where we associate dementia. That's, I think, the biggest one that most of us can relate to is either Parkinson's or Alzheimer's um, because either a family member, yourself, or a friend, anyone related to you is probably, especially if they're living long enough, going to have some kind of neurological disease, especially related to a degenerative-based disease. So that's something we have so much control over, and that's why I think these videos, and again, the book, and that's why I'm kind of complimenting on all this stuff, is so important because we can prevent that. We have control over that. We can mold your brain, and that's where I think uh, Dr. Daniel Amen brings up in his first video is looking at brain scans. He's scanned over 83,000 brain scans or brains. Um, Really, it's probably 83,000 brain scans because I'm sure not each one's an individual brain, but the idea that you have that much data to collect in the first place. And he shows before and after pictures, whether it's 
10 years, 20 years, 10 months, 10 weeks, you see a difference in the brain where they're getting more blood flow, which is ultimately going to be healthier for the brain, excuse me, and also healthy to prevent diseases. And when you're performing at work, obviously that's going to be huge. So all this coming back is not just the health aspect with the function, but I mentioned performance in the guide and the name, and that's for a reason because we're going to increase our performance. When you're feeling better and you have more energy and you're not anxious and you can clearly remember things, you're going to perform better. And then we're also looking at from in the very beginning, we talk about understanding the geography of thought. I think this is huge because Every thought that comes into your brain, every thought I'm having right now and everything I'm trying to communicate is actually coming from a very specific location of my brain. It's not like we just magically have thoughts appear and we don't know where they come from. Now, that's a very broad statement and obviously we can't fully answer what initially caused it. But what we can do is we can look at the brain and say, okay, if we're having a creative thought process, it's going to be coming from our frontal lobe. Or if we have to move our arm, it's going to be coming from the motor area, the motor neuron area. Uh, so you understand parts of the brain are related to specific roles. So when a part of your brain gets injured, you can see a lack of blood flow into a part of your brain. You can understand actually why certain thoughts may be creeping up more or why certain behaviors might be happening because you can see, oh wow, look at the blood flow to your brain. The left side of your frontal lobe is getting more blood flow than the right side. So that can see we're maybe more creative versus being more analytical or, and I'm actually, that's not hundred percent accurate. Don't quote me on what left versus right is going to be responsible for each role. It's just to give you an example of how the brain can actually work and why blood flow can be so important. And again, Dr. Daniel Amen brings up great points in his uh, lectures and in the book of different cases that I highly recommend you guys listen to that behavior can be associated to blood flow, not necessarily a psychological disorder where there could be prior trauma and it's more of a psychological response that has to be approached because we look at therapy and he merges up too when you go to the doctor and you have a broken arm great you're going to get an x-ray you're going to look at that information you can say okay your arm's definitely broken because you can come in saying hey my arm's really painful it's swollen here blah 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 a doctor is not going to just correct your arm without seeing an x-ray, they're going to look at an x-ray. They're going to do an MRI if you're having back, whatever have you. Now, when you come into a psychiatrist's office who's still a medical professional and a doctor, majority of the time, they're not going to do a, a CAT scan or a brain scan or get a little bit more data to see if there's blood flow to different parts of your brain that may be causing the behavioral issue or maybe causing the depression or even blood work, for example. So he brings this point up, and I'm going to reiterate it to you guys, is think about doing more research and data collection for your own health if you're having any kind of mood issues depression volatile behavior or for your children get a brain scan done first without making an assumption and putting them on medication all those other things because yes a psychiatrist and medication and all those things are going to be huge but if you have the most data you possibly can evaluate that's going to make the best choice possible so that's something i thought was really interesting and then again when we're going back to nutraceuticals I put a couple of um, products up on the fighter's guide that you guys can check out that are on Amazon that are well-priced, that are from good providers and physicians that are approved. But again, I think the biggest thing is even though if they're online, check the source first, do your research, even talk to your doctor, talk to your physician and or get a recommendation from him because for these nutraceuticals and for any kind of quality, A, it's going to cost more and B, 
there's going to be someone's reputation on the line from a medical professional. So you want to make sure that there's the right licensing and right information and all that good stuff. So I did a little bit of research for you guys with those links, but I recommend you do your own research as well. Okay, so got past that. Going back into, I wanted to talk specifically, besides all of the 600 disorders, there's a few that I thought were important. Parkinson's, a, um, as well as, sorry, I'm drawing a blank, Alzheimer's. And another one that's really big, especially for our fighters and athletes, is CTE, chronic traumatic encephalopathy. Encephalopathy? Encephalopathy. I think it's encephalopathy. Horrible pronunciation, regardless of how much I get that brain to fire. Certain things I think I'm always just going to struggle with. So again, CTEs is more commonly known as, has come up recently, uh, especially with the movie, football movie Concussion, a couple years ago with Will Smith. I say a couple, I don't even know, maybe it was 10 years ago now. I never saw that movie. I was kind of too busy looking at the the research and all that fun stuff. Um, But anyways, the whole point of all this is anytime we're playing a contact sport or anytime we're having any kind of impact or contact to the head, there's potential negative ramifications that we really have to consider and we're only starting to fully understand and not even fully, we're only just starting to understand now. And the downside is, again, when we talk about CAT scans and brain scans, CTE is one of the diseases that we're not really going to be able to uh, nail down measure until you're dead or the individual's dead. You have to actually look at the brain in a manner that it doesn't allow it to happen while you're living, which is unfortunate. But there's certain symptoms and, and signs that we can start to look at now, though, to start to connect the dots. And especially for fighters and football players, rugby players, even soccer players that are heading the football all the time, there can be potential downside there. So we broke down what is CTE, uh, what causes it, who's most at risk for it. And this is obviously, some of it's pretty obvious, but some of it I thought was interesting. So CTE has been found in boxers, uh, tackle football players, obviously when we're talking about American football, for hits to the helmet, and then for boxers, talking about punchers that up, kickboxers, obviously, same deal. MMA fighters, same deal. Hits to the head, strikes to the head. But even what's not on here that I would mention is wrestlers, because if you're getting slammed, obviously that's going to be a case. But even above this little chart, they do mention pro wrestling actors, so I'm going to have to take that back. Good job, they mentioned it, and the cases that are associated with it. Soccer players, again, heading and collisions. Ice hockey players, again, that's pretty obvious. Military veterans. And victims of domestic abuse, which is, I think is an important one. I never really thought about, but you have to consider that now. Obviously, if you're getting physically abused and you're getting hit, there's going to be some trauma there, which also can lead to other behavior that can be more volatile and feed into a dangerous situation. So really important to kind of be aware of that. And then again, provided a link underneath. Um, if you think you have CTE, what do you want to do about it? If you need to get more information, click on that link. It'll take you over. Um, and provide you just a little bit more direction. So just drove into that a little bit more. Now let's talk about, okay, I scared you guys a little bit. We have potential downsides for diseases. Now what's some some practices that we can implement? Obviously, in Memory Rescue, they break it down even more. And in my Memory Aid quiz, they broke down some nutrition and some habits to go into. But I also did a little bit more research and looked at some other sources. Like Harvard had a bunch of great information on exercises and nutrition habits that can help with your brain. So, um, majority of the time, a general good rule of thumb is if it's good for your heart, it's going to be good for your brain when we're talking about exercise. So if you're, or just even nutrition too, if it's good for your heart, it's good for your brain because blood flow is king when we're talking about the brain. If we're not getting blood flow, the brain's going to be damaged. And that's something that we really obviously want to optimize as much as possible. So whether it's aerobic activity, 
or we're doing interval-based activity, which is going to be aerobic and anaerobic, or if you're doing just consecutive aerobic activity, um, all those things are going to be huge to help brain performance as well as your heart. Also, if you want to just change it up, so if you're tired, let's say you're running, running is great, or rowing, or any kind of individual cardio activity by itself, but if you want to create a little bit of nutrient, that's why I like martial arts personally so much, and I'm going to constantly endorse this because you're getting a cardio workout, but you're using and challenging your brain in new and unpredictable ways. So that's something that's also been found really, really key that they talk about in Memory Rescue is being able to use your brain. Are you constantly challenging your brain or is it the same routine? Because if you're challenging your brain and using it in new and developing ways, you're actually going to be challenging it to get more blood flow and to create different uh, synapse firings that are going to be huge for overall health. Now, again, I'm not going to say martial arts. The only option you can do dance, you could do tennis, you could play sports, golf, um, but especially for golf, Try to walk as much as possible. That's where the cardio is going to come into play. But when we're talking about hand-eye coordination, all those other factors, that's where the benefit, I think, of golf comes into play. And then, again, created a couple more links and resources for you there. And then we break down food and its implementation because whether we're talking about the microbiome or gut health and the way the gut has been connected to the brain now and all the science that's coming out with that or just the nutrients and fuel that we need coming from the foods that we eat can set up our brain to either perform better or perform worse so it's either going to be medicine or poison is a great quote that i heard that i really like so you can either provide literally every single thing you've put in your mouth and every single thing you do is one of two things it's either helping you get better or making you worse so and again i'm not here saying i make every choice that makes me better every single time but i try and put as many win column check marks of making myself better as i can every day so for example I just went to the store. I was like, I really want Diet Coke. Uh, so instead, I just got seltzer water. Okay, instead of getting all the chemical stuff, I just got carbonated water, which at least it gives me a little bit of that flavor, and then I can add some lemon or whatever to it, um, or soak some berries in there. So I'm kind of getting that flavor. And I also wanted to get some sugary dehydrated mangoes, which I'll get from time to time if it's post workout, what have you. But instead, I had some sauteed vegetables. So it's again, it's about making okay. I try and make good choices, and a lot of time we'll succeed. But sometimes I don't. Like last night, for example, there was cookies out at the gym. Someone baked them. I had two oatmeal raisin cookies, and then I had two of the. I want to say it was macadamia. Um, and they were delicious. So you know, it's it's pros and cons of it, and you're not going to win every single time. But again, even while I did that, I also had some fresh greens. Um, to go with it so that, again, that's not going to counteract the sugar in there, but at least I'm getting some more nutrients, some more micronutrients, uh, vegetables coming in to somewhat counteract what's happening there and, and put a win column in there. Even if I put two losses, at least I got something positive out of it. So that's my little spiel on that part of it. Again, we'll break down some more food choices. Really the big one's going to be the, that we talk about is omega-3 rich foods and omega-3 fatty acids, but specifically DHA. Um, you'll hear DHA and EPA. Um, DHA, I mean, really, they're both great, but DHA is more associated with crossing the blood-brain barrier, being able to get more fuel to your brain, and having overall better impact for short-term and long-term health. So that's a really big one. Again, at the very bottom underneath all that, I put up a link so you can check out the quiz if you want to. You can get your results emailed to you. I even put up the Memory Rescue website just so you can get more information on Dr. Amen, on the clinic, on the professionals you worked with. You can click on the Amazon link as well if you want to get the book. Go to Audible. Again, we have it at the bottom. 
And that's pretty much it for the Fighter's Guide Brain Function and Performance. Again, I didn't break down every single sentence and every single category of this. I highly recommend, even after you listen to this, go to the Fighter Guide, go through the whole thing, really read it. I put up a lot of great content here that I took from a bunch of different sources and obviously my own. Um, and if you guys have questions, always feel free. Reach out, info at lifeofafighter.com. That's what we're here for. I hope you guys enjoyed this one. And if you have any kind of recommendations or something that you think would be good for either Audible um, that I can get to listen to and break down maybe on another podcast or Fighter's Guide or anything like that, let us know. And I will catch you guys later. So I just wanted to say thank you guys again for watching, listening, consuming that episode. If you guys enjoyed it and you haven't already, please like, uh, please comment. If you haven't reviewed, please leave a review. If you haven't followed or subscribed, please do that as well. Again, it tremendously helps us out. And then just a quick reminder, if you guys want more resources, we have them below. We have our programs, everything from free all the way up to paid and kind of everything in between. Dial in with the customization and we have more information on different programs and resources in our newsletter. So if you haven't signed up for that, do so below. It's free. And that is it, y'all. See you on the next one.